You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com Where are you Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about Ben's favorite thing, a shutout. Oh, ben, yeah. how you doing? Man, after a shutout, I am fantastic. I uh, I love it for this defense. And that marks now the last three shutouts in Jordan here that I have been present at. So regardless of the rain and the weather, uh, it was really nice that we didn't have a turnover and that the defense had many, many, many turnovers yeah. and was able to shut Sanford out. So I loved it. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. Uh, I mean, it's FCS opponent, but still, it was I don't know, kind of it, it's fun to score points and cause turnovers. Not that like I still, I I feel a little bad for them. It's kind of like a varsity team playing a JV team, but at the same time, Hey, we paid them like almost a half a million dollars or whatever to come over. And so, you know, that's what they get for coming over and playing with us. Um, yeah. So, um, Ben, how, how do you think, uh, does this change uh, anything about how you view this season? I mean, for most people, it's just you know a little check mark on the road roadmap to getting all the way to the end of the season, just because of it being Sanford. But does this uh, did this game show you anything that you might not have seen uh, in other games? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I think the defense has been playing stellar all year long. Uh, I think one nice thing about it is, regardless of you know the the stats week to week, we had not had a true shutout from this defense, and that just speaks kind of volumes of the way this defense has impacted our overall play this year. So I love that for them. Did it change my mind about anything? No. I mean, this has been a championship defense since week one. We knew that when we were able to contain Oregon's explosive offense down to however many points we left it to, to be able to win that game at the end. Yeah. Uh, So was it, was it a big thing that now, I mean, Sanford. Yeah. But, was it awesome? Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I mean, anytime I feel like you can put up a lot of points and Ben, you, you got to go down for the game, even though if it was rainy, we still were down there just having yep. able to watch Auburn. I feel like anytime, I mean, any Auburn fan gets to go and watch um, a fun high scoring kind of game. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good time. Um, so I'm glad uh, you made it out there, even if it was for only part of the game. I mean, you were at, at the student center, right? For, for most of it. Yeah. We decided with the uh, three generations of Auburn Tigers there, the uh, oldest of which are in their seventies and don't walk the best. Yeah. That we probably should not venture into a stadium that is flooded at the moment where they could slip and fall. Absolutely. <laughs> so we all sat together in the student center for the first portion of it. 
And then once the rain passed through, we went in the stadium and uh, cheered on our third string, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> Did you get to see any of the Cord Sandberg getting to play in the stadium? Uh, not in the stadium. Okay. We came in, I think the weather had passed right after, and uh, then we came in and saw Will Appleton. Yeah, Mr. Will. I, I keep wanting to call him like Will Applewood, but I know that's not his last name. For some reason, just Appleton, Applewood. I don't know. That's what I think of. <laughs> I like that, um, but um, I'm I'm glad to see a little bit of. I mean, this was the game to do it, but get guys in there like Cord Sambert and Cord. I mean, considering he's now our backup, I'm glad we got him some pretty significant time in the third and a little bit into the fourth quarter. Pretty much mm-hmm. a, a full quarter of play for him. Uh, what did you think of how Cord handled? himself um even with i think at that time it was still slightly raining how how do you think that how he handled himself i mean i think he did a fantastic job that first play that he came in he ran for like 42 yards which i, I thought was nuts <laughs> yeah and I then mean, that got, got called, called back, back. Yeah. yeah whatever <laughs> but still i mean his uh ability to be mobile was much better than i thought uh he had 31 yards on the day which you know that puts him right in the middle of our our depth when it comes yeah. to the running game, which I didn't think he had any ability at. Yeah, I, so I didn't think he did either. I, I just thought, okay, cool, he played baseball, so he probably has a decent arm. But then I, I you saw I guess him. He had to run bases, yeah. Well, he had to run know. bases, yeah, that's true. But that that's kind of like the all right, quick, you know, move, all right, one direction, and he was able to typically you know make a turn. I guess that's like rounding a base and. Yeah, he definitely got outside some of the linebackers that were pursuing him. And I was like, all right, all right. I mean, I guess worst case scenario, Cord can come in here and run the ball a few times and keep our offense going. Um, but then he also, on top of having pretty good wheels, he he passed the ball decently. He did uh, a great job. I, I was kind of skeptical, but I think he, he kind of showed that, all right, if I need to pass the ball, I can do so because I think before this game he maybe had had just a handful of passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and stats wise, he looked great. Yeah. Five of seven on the day, eighty-four yards, two touchdowns. I mean, more passing touchdowns than Bo had. Yeah. Well, honestly, I kind of was hoping that he would get a, a rushing touchdown for that yeah. second one. He almost did. He almost did. So that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, considering. He probably could have trucked that guy and gotten in the end zone because <laughs> he's a big guy. Um, but he made the right, right choice, and that that was pretty cool. I don't know if you – that okay, so that play was a triple option in a way. So he had the RPO where he could hand the ball off to the running back. Mm-hmm. He decided to take it and then run outside, and then the DB decided to break off the wide receiver and go towards him and uh, try to tackle Cord. And Cord was like, heh. I'm just going to pass it right over your head uh, to a wide open receiver in the end zone. I thought that was, that's pretty smart heads up play right there. Um, yeah, for sure. And that was one thing, especially with guys like Cord and Will Appleton, where they've been practicing. They haven't, uh, there's a difference between practice speed and game speed. Uh, and it was good to see them be able to transition to this game speed uh, and do so pretty quickly with their mindset changes. So that was encouraging. Um, and then even Cord, let's keep talking about him because uh, he he was very much uh, in control of what he was doing, um, especially on the uh, the fourth and eight, where I was like, "What are we doing? We're going deep." 
And he completes this beautiful, beautiful ball to Zach Farrar. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. oh, gosh, wow. Like, I, I didn't think he'd have that much of a good touch on the ball just because he hasn't played football in, like, six, seven years, probably since high school. So you're looking at a guy who's just been practicing pretty much, and he just placed a dime in there. And I was, yeah. I was thinking, all right, all right, we see you, Cord. Well, you think about it, and Gus mentioned this in the press conference after the game, but, like, Cord wasn't even getting, you know, many snaps in practice mm -hmm. when it came to who he was working with because of being, you know, third string on the depth chart. So because of, uh, you know, a player leaving in October and him moving up, then he's been practicing with the twos yeah. these past couple of weeks, which has allowed him to, you know, be able to maybe – hone in on some of these great passes that he was able to put on display on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was just good to see the, the guys that, you know, behind the scenes that are putting in the really hard work uh, to really uh, like better this whole team. Uh, especially I'm thinking guys like Will Appleton, my guess is he's probably been on the scout team defense a lot or a scout team offense a lot and going up against our dominant defense and, uh, and, you know, probably taking a beating, uh, not seeing much success in playtime. Uh, and yet Will's out there, you know, doing well. Um, I think honestly, Ben, between Bo and obviously Bo did a good job here. No turnovers for him. Uh, there was really only like one time where I was thinking, wow, Bo's off with his receivers. He was off with Seth Williams, maybe one or two times. Um, but besides that, I mean, a pretty solid game for him. Uh but I do think there might be, and this is slightly in sarcasm, there might be quarterback controversy. If you look at the stats, <laughs> the quarterback rating at Will Appleton has the best quarterback rating. Okay. And then so, closely followed by Cord, and then behind that is Bo Nix. I love I'm, what you're doing here. I, I don't know what to I mean. It's just whatever. <laughs> I, I have to say, look at the weather patterns during those time frames. You're probably right. Yeah, that's true. So... When Bo had the ball, it was pouring down rain. Yes. Just buckets. Yeah. And then uh, Cord got the ball, and it started, li like, lifting up. And yeah, you could see true. receivers actually catching more passes. And then uh, when Will had it, it was a beautiful day. Yeah, this was, you know, even the – I was honestly kind of amazed. The field, despite it being pretty met muddy and wet outside, the field conditions were not like that. Um, it was, you know, raining, but like the field never got so messy where I was like, I'm worried about the players twisting an ankle. Like it never got to that point. And, and I don't know if Jordan Hare ever has, cause I was there. So I'm going to go back to, uh, when we played West Virginia when I was in school, oh, the rain game. Yep. And, uh, my roommate was a civil engineer and he said, Ben watches as rain is coming down and look at the way that the field is made so that the water flows off the sides and into these little areas. Yeah. And I was like, man, only a nerd like you would catch that stuff. <laughs> but one of the smartest guys I know, uh, my roommate was fantastic. But it's interesting because ever since then, I've been watching, you know, the way the rain puddles on the field and it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. We've shaped this thing to where it just flows right off onto the sides. And that's a great thing for our players when we have to have, you know, a weather game like this yeah. where we don't have to worry about 
twisted ankles or anything like that. It's just the slickness of the ball at that point. Yeah, exactly. And that's something you dip the ball in some water and then hand it to your center and say, hike the ball right now. <laughs> so you can practice that a little bit. Um, uh, let's talk about the running backs and how they did, because you got to see a good number of running backs in here. How many guys mm-hmm. ran the ball? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And if you include the quarterbacks, so like twelve guys got to run the ball this game. Uh, what? How did you see this, this? Like at least getting a lot of the guys, like your man Cam Martin. Uh, did he grow his unicorn horn? No. Oh, sad for him. <laughs> he had all season. Uh, I had it ready for him, but he didn't. He didn't even get a touchdown. I know. He didn't start carrying the ball either until it was like third quarter. Yeah. I was I was honestly expecting him to get the start and like any other game, you know, get the start in quotations and, mm-hmm. you know, being there for the first series and then, you know, pull in DJ Williams or Bowie Whitlow as the, the running back from that point on. But it, we didn't even see Cam Martin, like you said, until late in the game. It was weird. But here's a question. So next week is senior day, right? Yeah, I think that's playing the Iron Bowl. Yeah, they do that for the last game of the season, and that's home. Do you think because of it being senior day, we might start Cam Martin? Um, that would not be the smartest idea. But do you think Gus is just? Do you think he's going to do that? Uh, maybe. I mean, if he does, I hope he's in there just for the first play to run I know, like pass and block, and then <laughs> all right, DJ Bo- uh, Booby, get in there. Yep, like that's the only way. Uh, he he will get eaten up. He will for yeah. sure get eaten up. That's one of the things. That's why the horn has not been grown this season. Is yeah, you know, anytime he runs, even up against uh, whatever team, whatever uh, group of players on the team yeah. that was in when he was in, yeah. Uh, still, just anytime he gets touched, he falls over. So yeah, he doesn't have the push that need and. An, in an sec type game so and even in a game like this he didn't get much push so um unfortunate for him because we we've been hoping can martin would finally grow that unicorn horn um be the unicorn he could be yeah didn't live up to it um but in in their place instead of cam martin kind of taking that unicorn horn I feel like there's guys like DJ Williams that weren't really on the radar all that much at the beginning of the season, probably because they were injured. But guys like DJ Williams are really having such a good time. I mean, DJ had a touchdown, uh, ended up with 42 yards and a long and 19. And you you got to see a little bit of his, his explosiveness again, like you've seen in games previous. Um, and those guys, that, again, makes me excited for the, the future of, our running back core uh, guys like Bowie Whitlow, even you're looking at him and for, for a little bit of the game, I was thinking, all right, we're just running him up the middle, running him off the middle. He's not getting a whole bunch of push. And then all of a sudden, like one of his runs right up the middle, he just breaks it. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. all right, I see you, sir. Um, <laughs> and then even uh, another great play and, and we've done it before, but this one was, executed very very well um so Bowie Whitlow rolled out of the backfield and caught a big catch it was um it was just a, a great passing catch and then Booby uh in the middle of that play um 
spun and made a guy miss and i was thinking oh this is shades of carry on johnson again like on the sideline um making a guy miss just oh yeah a little unfortunate that he didn't score a touchdown on that but you know i think that was uh pretty cool to see him do that blaming on the weather yeah yeah not enough traction <laughs> water uh, flows off the field well but it's still wet yeah and I think for this game, the way we kind of handled our running backs was, all right, we know we're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, we ran the ball 53 times, including the the ones that uh, the quarterbacks ran. And uh, you're, you're kind of expecting that, especially once uh, I feel like after maybe the first quarter, we were like, all right, we're going to really just, you know, we're going to run the ball a good bit. And uh, we were doing so at the beginning, kind of doing the edge rush. Um, so we were doing the speed sweeps, getting outside real quick. And that's typically what we've done, uh, in games, you know, start out quick on the outside. And then after that point, you know, then we'll start pounding it more on the inside, especially once the defensive line starts, we start wearing them down just little by little, um, punch by punch, blow by blow, like keep them going. And, uh, I think it, it, as soon as that started happening, because we knew, we're we're just way outmatched um, against Sanford, so we were able to really establish that run game and get. Um, I mean, this this team averaged five and a half yards a rush um, and four rushing touchdowns, so that's a good game on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the pass game, you look at it, and it wasn't like we were not passing. We had twenty two completions um, during the game. Uh, there were Lots of different guys that got touches, um, which is usually a goal in these smaller kind of games. You know, just see what you got. Um, one guy that stood out to me that we haven't seen a whole bunch of, and we preseason even talked about him, was Zach Farrar. Um, he's the grant grad transfer that came in. Uh, and I'm glad to see him. Hopefully this, this is a, kind of showing, even though he hasn't gotten much play time this season, uh, he's doing the work that needs to be done so that maybe next season uh, he can really start making an impact. Yeah, and we were talking about this last week even where we discussed the amount of depth that we have at the wide receiver position and just how many players we could go out there and run bunch sets with. Yeah. And right here just shows, you know, Zach Farrar is not even someone that we named. Mm-hmm. And I I just forgotten about him because we haven't seen him. Yeah. It's not the fact that he can't catch the ball because obviously with uh, two receptions for 31 yards and two touchdowns, he's got hands. That's true. So if, if he's 100% for a catch-to-touchdown ratio, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. So maybe we should use him more. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's that's part of our, our – he needed some extra development. And, and honestly, we have great guys ahead of him. Uh, but – I think from this point on, I hope we, we use him a little bit. Um, even if he's not a target, you know, I think he should be a little bit rewarded for that. Um, and then we also had a couple really awesome plays. For example, uh, we successfully did the Harold Joyner kind of pass that we missed at Bo Nix, you know, threw behind him in the Georgia game. So, you know, mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, I was saying on Twitter, on our E2C Twitter account, that, I bet they practiced that play in practice a I bet lot. They did. <laughs> and, uh, hey, they executed perfectly, scored a touchdown. Uh, what we needed uh, last week, which is a little unfortunate, 
but it would have hey, gotten called back, so it's no big deal. <laughs> you're probably right. It would have been a holding or lineman down the field or something. Um, but I mean, I think it was even that pass that Nick started breaking records. Um, that's something we haven't even talked about. But uh, Nick's as a freshman, he broke the freshman completion record of 181. Uh, and then he also. Uh, I think he either matched. I can't remember if he actually broke the record for touchdown passes um, of 14. So that's awesome. And he still got even a game left. And then, you know, the regular or then he got the bowl at the end of that. So, I mean, Bo's kind of setting himself up well uh, to be a really awesome quarterback. Um, and if you really start looking at some of the, the accomplishments while being a freshman, uh that's pretty cool. Like just in the framework of a freshman doing really well. Yeah. And to be able to, you know, beat Stan White's record is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Stan White was a, uh, the last one that played as a true freshman or no, he was a redshirt freshman. That was the thing. He played as a redshirt freshman and was there for four years. And so he had a lot of records because of that. And, you know, Bo coming in and actually, I think uh, Bo's dad came in for Stan White, right? In the iron bowl. Uh, I think you're right. I'm going to look that I up think, real quick. Yeah. And so I'm hoping Bo has, you know, a solid four years under him as well and can continue to, you know, dominate records just like he has as a, a true freshman instead of even a redshirt freshman. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're kind of seeing, all right, he's kind of getting in his groove. Um, I think Gus, even in this game, had some shorter passes mostly for him, um, even despite the the passes that I feel like he's still got to work on the long ball. Um, either he overthrows it or throws the ball out of bounds. And you're thinking, at least give your guy a shot. Um, so, you know, that's a growing point that I think he'll, he'll get to. Um, yeah. So I had two major opportunities that I wish had come to fruition in this game. Okay. What were those? Uh, the first one was the pass to Shedrick Jackson. Oh yeah. Where, it was a deep bomb, oh, and yeah. he had his man beat by probably 20 yards. Yeah. And his arms were outstretched, and he just just right, mm, just yeah. missed it. Just barely. And I, I do appreciate guys like Shutter Jackson just going all out, diving um, for the ball. Because anytime I, I look at a guy, and it's just like right outside his grasp, and he doesn't dive, I'm like, dude, seriously, you got to put your body out there sometimes. Um, just to catch a ball like that. Because if you catch a ball like that, uh, I mean, in a big game, you're yep. playing Alabama and you make one of those, that can be a ch- game changer. It gets your team back in it if you're you're struggling or it just keeps that momentum going. And I think that those are – I'm glad to see guys like him who may not get as much play time um, are doing things like that. For sure. It could have been huge. Yeah. And then uh, the last one was Will Appleton. Uh, of course, he was two for two for 17 yards, mm-hmm. and he looked great throwing the ball. Yeah. I really wish – I know we were already beating the crap out of this team, but I really wish we could have given him a touchdown. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Because, like, the fans that were still in the stadium, all 2,000 of us, uh, there was a, a handful of groups that – would cheer any time a pass was completed, either because of being fans of either Will Appleton himself or of the player that caught the reception. So I yeah. thought that was really cool to see 
you know, the third string team out on the field making plays in Jordan Hare. And to think about, you know, some of those players and their families, they've waited years for this. Yeah. I was like, come on, Gus, give them a touchdown. I know. But yeah, we got down. No. I think we got down to about the 25. And that was a solid drive. I think we started at the 13 of our side of the field and then marched down the field with uh, Appleton just you know, helping, you know, hand off the ball or, you know, even having a couple passes in there. And yep. I thought that was really cool to, you know, get him going. Um, and one of those even, I think, was like uh, – it was a pretty decent, like, yeah, 20 or 13-yard pass. Um, and that was really cool to see him kind of read the defense, find the soft spot in the defense, and pass it. Um, and I was thinking, all right, cool. Like, I know it's not going to be very impressive to most people, but I always appreciate guys that are behind the scenes. Like, you, you never hear about Will Appleton. Never. Until this game. And this I'm guy. I'm pretty sure he's a senior. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think I looked so him up. He's been there a long time. So that was his 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 shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about our dominant defense, um, and then we'll wrap it up with special teams. Um, ben, you and I can agree a shutout is fantastic, but when you can do so with only allowing 114 yards the whole game, uh, that's even better. And I think for most of the game, we held them under. It was like 70, 80 yards, uh, and there was just a couple drives at the end where they you know, got a little traction going and got over the 100 mark. And I was even I was sitting next to my mom, and we were looking at the, uh, the number of first downs and the number of turnovers. And at, at one <laughs> point, uh, the number of first downs was like five for Sanford, and then they had four turnovers. Yeah. I was like, this is a weird set right now, but I love it. And that's just the tenaciousness of our defense um, going after things. Um, and I mean, one of the, I think even last week or the week before Ben, we had talked about our, our defense this year, while it's been really awesome, hasn't been causing some turnovers. So good to see them uh, really attack the ball, um, punch thing, punch the ball out or go for the interception. Um, yeah. How so one of my our, players yeah, to watch was uh, Jeremiah Denson. Yep. And my man got an INT. He did. So loved that. And then uh, your player to watch was Christian Tutt. I know it was on special teams, but yeah. still he got an interception too. So He did. I'll say, uh, you know, we're two guys just talking about Auburn football that don't really know much, but we can, we can make some good calls, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Christian Tutt and the defensive side of the, of the ball, I mean, he he I think he only had two tackles the whole time, but when you're talking about he only had two tackles, okay, that's usually a good sign for a, somebody playing in the secondary. That means either you're your guy, you're covering up your guy, or in in his case, there was at least I think we I looked it up, there was at least one or two times where he was just attacking the ball either so that the quarterback couldn't hit the guy or he would one time even like broke up a pass. And I was thinking, all right, this is, this is the Christian tut that I love to watch. Um, just being a DB in the past, I, I always love watching guys that uh, sniff out that, that screen pass. Like he did a couple times. He was just on top of everything. Um, and, and you just got to love that kind of uh, fire that's in him. Yeah, for sure. And then, 
I think a lot of that too was, you know, the front seven getting pressure. Yeah. Even though we weren't blitzing much, it was still like I saw Derek Brown just pick up his guy and throw him down at one point. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. And then Marlon Davidson came through on that uh that sack. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think there was a stat that every game we've had at least four tackles for losses, and this one we had thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> that's just nuts. Man, that's a good stat for your defense. That that's saying you can I mean, it is again, like we keep saying it, but it is Sanford. It's not like they're a top level FBS opponent, so they're F C S. And even still, you're seeing the defense fly around. They don't care. They're they're just playing their guts out. Uh, and I mean, that's something that you can almost always expect, despite any level of competition. They're ready to go. Yeah. Anytime we can get more turnovers, like you were saying. Yeah. You know this. This what tripled our turnovers on the year. It might have. I feel like we only had a couple before. Yeah, we didn't have that many. I so, have stat up right now, but it it wasn't like we were causing turnovers every game. Yeah, I think uh, you know two interceptions and two forced fumbles is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I hope that some of this bleeds over into the game next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing on defense that uh, I I wanted to point out, and it was very unfortunate. It was at the I think it was like very early in the third quarter, but Jamie and Sherwood and that targeting call. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, I I watched it over and over and over. Like, all right, like, are you? I don't know how you hit the quarterback and don't have targeting in that situation. Like, where? What does he do? Because if he put his head down anymore, yeah, then he would have led with his crown. Yeah, and if he lifted his head up anymore, he would have been helmet to helmet. Yeah. So, like, what do you do in that situation? And then if he hit him lower like you know below the waist then it's you know roughing the passer yep and i'm thinking i mean you have like literally like i don't know what eight inches on his waist where you can hit him and you gotta like put your head to the side and like you gotta i don't know that's just ridiculous because he hit him head up in the chest which is what you're supposed to do exactly and because he hit him in his chest his crown of his helmet was facing upwards towards mm-hmm. the guy's head and or helmet and bumped his chin. Yeah. I was like, it was not a it was not a malicious hit. Yeah. It was not something where he was trying to hurt him. He was just trying to get the sack. Again, we we've tarped on this plenty of times before in previous seasons too. But this targeting rule seriously needs to get revised to I mean like I'm all about player safety. Don't get me wrong. I love player yeah. safety. I think intent things- is, it matters. Well, with this, you're seeing he his head's up. His head is up. Like you, you're you know he's not going to. All right, I'm gonna take out this quarterback's head. Like it's it's not there. Yep. And if if you say it is, then I don't know what you're looking at. Not the um, same thing we are. Yeah, and this this is part of uh, the part of reason that I bring that up is because of it happening in our third quarter. It means he has to set out the first half of the Bama game. And that just sucks for a guy like Jamie and Sherwood, who's been playing his heart out this whole season, and him not be able to play for a half of probably one of the most important games this season. Uh, and I think there was even a, a video shot of uh, of Gus and him mouthing to the ref. He was like, I forget the quarter or the ref's name, John, John. 
really? We got Iron Ball next week. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> that's what that was what he was wording. Um, and I was like, oh man, like I'm glad Gus is saying that. Like telling the the ref, like, really? This is Sanford. Are you serious right now? Like, if it was like, all right, our guy just leveled a guy. He might yeah. have been paralyzed from this. Okay, I get it. This was a clean tackle. <laughs> yep. Nuts. Ridiculous. Um. All right, let's talk about our special teams, and uh, then we'll get out of here. Um. So special teams at the beginning didn't look so great. Um. We had a field goal. I think it was like forty-three something yards. Um. And it got blocked. And I was thinking, Sanford blocked one of our kicks. Are you kidding me? Um. It was raining. That's fair. I mean, it sucked, but it was raining. (laughs) It was. And, you know, footing and everything for a kicker is is a lot. So, you know, not being able to get it up over the the line is is pretty tough. Yeah, and it was raining pretty dang hard at that point. Yeah, you're, yeah, very, yeah. That was probably at the, I don't know, probably the heart of the storm. Yeah, so I think Anders was trying to just line drive it in order Mm -hmm. to get it there. Yeah. Because when you kick... I mean, how often do kickers actually go out in the rain? First, it hasn't rained much this year. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, at all. So he hasn't been able so to practice that. It's Yeah, it's very tough to practice it when the weather just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's rained maybe three or four times yeah. this it, entire fall. It might have been more, but, like, it's been weird times. So I don't even, even know, because we have a great indoor facility, if Anders has even got outside to go practice in that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So... Um, it it was just kind of a first. Anders was my guy to watch. Yeah, and I just wanted him to rebuild confidence. And mm-hmm. after that first one, I was like, "Crap!" Uh, no, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, thankfully, you had one later on, and yeah. that was a little bit easier of a, a chip shot. But yeah, I think putting him in that situation where it's just pouring down rain, and he was trying just to line drive it, and then didn't get it high enough. Yeah, sucks to see it happen, but I can understand it. Yeah, and what I'm honestly hoping is he, from this point on, and I hope that, and I feel like most kickers are this way, but just put it behind you. Try to get it as far behind you as you can. Forget about the Ole Miss game. Forget about missing a kick in Georgia. Like, it's okay. Forget about it. Keep moving forward. Um, Another guy, so because of, you know, just being a a game against Sanford, we actually got to see uh, our backup kicker. Ben Patton, never even heard of him. Uh, he's a freshman from Rochester, Michigan. Didn't know that huh. either until I looked it up. Uh, but he got a few of our point after attempts in the game. Um, and then he also, um, at that point, uh, he also got a couple of our kickoffs. So pretty cool to see an extra guy in there that you know I've never even heard of. I didn't even know he was on the team. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, get some play time. Um, and then we also had Aaron, uh, he had, uh, what, three punts on the, on the game. Um, a couple of them, I feel like he was just juicing a little too much and, uh, went into the end zone, but I mean, it's Sanford. So, it, you know, it doesn't really matter all that much, but yep. you gotta, you gotta hone those in, um, like he did against, uh, Georgia where he was placing them inside the 10. Um, so you know, he just got to tweak that a little bit, and uh, I think it'll be fine. Uh, ben, anything else about this game uh, before we get out of here? Nah, man. It was uh, great to be back on the planes. I am looking forward to the next game, so everyone definitely tune in later this week uh, 
for a happy Thanksgiving edition of E2C No Huddle, where we will discuss the Iron Bowl. Yeah. When you're going and coming from wherever you're going and coming from for Thanksgiving, we'll get, listen in on our uh, podcast for that um, previewing. We're, we'll try to do our best to uh, set up how this game is going to go um, and how, how we think what's going to happen. Yep. I'll uh I'll be down in Dothan, Alabama to watch this one. And unfortunately I'll be with a lot of my extended family that are uh all Uggas and Bammers. Really? So mm. it'll be an interesting Thanksgiving, man. That will be. Uh I think I'm gonna be coming back. Either I might get a ticket for the Iron Bowl, we'll see. If not, then I'll be watching it from somewhere here in Atlanta, uh, with some friends, so uh We'll see. We'll see how it goes. At least I won't be watching it with Uggas. I'm, I'm not or Bammers. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can take that. So, Ben, uh, I don't know. That's going to be tough, man. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It, it'll it be all right. Yeah. I'm going to trash talk the whole game. Yeah. Ben, before we go, do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G and on game days at Captain Plainsman on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?